Welcome to the MTechCast, brought to you by CompTIA's Emerging Technology Community, where we talk with experts in the industry about emerging technology. Hello, and welcome to CompTIA's MTechCast, where we talk about all things emerging tech with the people bringing these fascinating new technologies to market. MTechCasts are brought to you by CompTIA's Emerging Tech Community, an ongoing forum that looks at new and emerging technology that improves business outcomes. You can join us at comptia.org communities. My name is Jim Hamilton, and I'll be your host today. And I'm pleased to have our guest today, Sheng Yo, who's CEO and co-founder of Orion VM. Uh, they've developed some really cool technology custom-built for the channel that allows them to deliver IaaS services that competes with the likes of AWS and Microsoft. Welcome to the podcast, Sheng. Thanks for having me on, Jim. Appreciate it. A pleasure. So what was your aha moment that led to the creation of Orion VM? How did you get started? So Orion was actually, um, if you go back um, to the very beginning, Orion was actually started by myself and, and Alex and Joseph, the three, three founders of the company. Um, we were actually, um, like I said, I think I might have mentioned um, to you before, is that we were quite a young founding team. Um, the average age of the, the team when we started it was 18 and a half. And so we had just met at college or at university here in, in Sydney, Australia. And we decided that we were going to um, build a better hosting platform because Alex and Joseph were building what, were, what was effectively an AI learning search engine back in the day, and it just was not performing well on Amazon um, or any of the other cloud platforms. So we decided we were going to build something um, to, to service that. Um, we were very lucky that after a couple of months of getting started and building it, we were able to actually connect with um, uh, one of our, our very first seed investor and mentor, um, a gentleman called Gordon Bell. Um, for those who aren't familiar with who he is, he was effectively the head of engineering at Digital Electronic Corp. Um, and basically, he was the signatory on um, the Ethernet standard, the MAC address standard, and built the PDP-11 and the VAX with over 1,000 engineers below him. So just having someone like that really look at the technology his first aha moment was, I wish Azure was building it this way, um, which is a bit more of a, um, if you understand the fact that he was um, head of Microsoft Research at the time, it was <laughs> an interesting comment for him to make. And he effectively seed funded Orion and, and provided us a path of mentorship to convert that into a com commercialized business, which is what we are today. And we've also had a couple of other great seed investors along and angel investors along the way as well. I imagine many uh, startups out there would, um, would die to have that level of support and uh, that level of commitment right out of the gate. So uh, fantastic. What a ride. Yeah, definitely. We, to be honest, we actually, actually think of Gordon as our, um, Alex and I refer to him a lot as our, effectively our grandfather in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I met your team a little while ago in Sydney, and uh, before I met the team, uh, somebody explained to me that um, Orion VM provides an IaaS solution, um, and uh, that, that that channel partners can use it. And my initial reaction was, why bother? You know, IaaS uh, is sewn up by folks like AWS and and Microsoft. And uh, the more I talked to them, the more I realized you're leveraging some really cool emerging technology, uh, so much so that I wanted to have you come on this emerging technology uh, podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about your solution and what makes it so special? Yeah, definitely. So basically, Orion VM has built some really great innovative technologies um, that power our infrastructure as a service platform. We like to think of Orion's innovations in two distinct camps, one of which is effectively innovating on the business model front, allowing us to deliver a wholesale white label solution. And then on the other hand, we're powering and, and, uh, and 
able to deliver that the margins, the white label infrastructure portfolio, things like that, by our innovative technology. So internally, we've built um, a fully hyper-converged infrastructure platform that leverages a lot of technologies from a supercomputing heritage. So we, we leverage completely distributed storage, um, a completely custom orchestrator and, and hypervisor stack. And then on top of that, we've built a really great um, SaaS platform effectively that allows our customers to white label the solution, do things that is complicated in cloud, such as billing and on-selling and, and rebranding platform. So effectively, we, our platform has been built to be very flexible, very customizable, and our partners effectively pick, pick and choose the bits that they want to make a solution that appeals to their customers. And we're going to take an opportunity for a quick break to hear an important message. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that, when leveraged, result in measurable impact, helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org register. So that's, that's awesome. But again, when I think of the engineering resources that a Microsoft or an Amazon can bring to bear on a solution like that, uh, that, that they have, how are you able to build out this kind of technology um, to the extent that you can tell us? What's the secret sauce? Like, how are you, how are you able to, to beat them at their own game? Yeah, definitely. Like, don't, don't, just to be clear, like, obviously, Amazon and Azure do an amazing job at, at what they do. Um, what Orion has done is effectively... We've thought about the problem in a slightly different way, and we've basically built um, technologies that allow us to sidestep a lot of the scaling problems that we would typically see in a traditional um, enterprise deployment. So what we've done is, um, and this has taken us quite a while as well, like the Ryan's been in operation for, um, it'll be nine years in February, and we've effectively iterated on our technology platform that allows us to take um, supercomputing infrastructure designs and effectively bring that to the enterprise. That's awesome. So, so tell me a little bit more. You know, going to the enterprise, um, what, what this solution? What does it mean to your end customers? Why are they looking for a solution like yours as opposed to what they can get elsewhere? Definitely. So, um, one of the key things that we actually hear from our partners today when we when we look at talk to them is effectively that they don't want to become another me too cloud reseller. So, a lot of MSPs have gone down the path of simply bundling Azure or AWS at the retail price points with their solutions, effectively passing through the infrastructure component and making margin and revenue on the services on top of that. Uh, what Orion's key focus is, is to allow our channel partners to gain margin on the infrastructure front as well as the services and create effective bundles that allow them to differentiate in the market. Um, one of the key things, a few things with our partners that we, and we and as you can tell, I've, I keep saying partners, we think of a lot of our customers effectively as partners, and we effectively become their cloud team internally. Um, one thing that we've uh, spent a lot of time on is making sure we deliver really good support. Uh, we help a lot of our customers commercialize their, their products and go to market. Obviously, the infrastructure has a, a key part to play in that. Um, we, we tend to talk a lot about the business model and how we innovate on that front, but obviously, the technology allows us to drive our cogs down significantly, and we pass a lot of that on to the customers. Um, I think a lot of people ask me to quantify that sometimes. In terms of uh, diving into that specifically, we tend to wholesale capacity at 25 to 50% below market rates compared to an AWS or an Azure. So a lot of our customers are effectively able to mark that up to, to, um, to market rates with their bundles and 
generate 20, 30, 40% margin, depending on how they package it, um, which is a lot better than the 2 to 5% margin they would typically see if they were just to pass through a typical retail cloud. So that's awesome. Um, you know, very channel friendly, very channel focused, um, and we, with good good profit uh, in there for the channel partner. So how does this make a difference for their end customer leveraging our INVM uh, IaaS solution versus another product? How do they see a difference in what you're delivering? So the way we the way we like to think about it is that we're effectively there to help the customer create a memorable experience for their end user and making and make their end user happy. Um, one of the, the unfortunate truths about uh, delivering infrastructure is it's typically always either the managed services provider's fault or the infrastructure provider's fault if something goes wrong, um, even though generally it might be the end user's um, lack of knowledge or, or an end user end, um, locational problem. Um, so what we tend to do is we spend a lot of time making sure that we, um, rather than putting up a barrier between us and our customer, uh, we tend to create very direct support channels so that they're able to iterate and cycle with their customers on support issues much quicker. What that means is that the end user customer experience is better. The technology delivers a better performance. Um, so with the supercomputer inspired architecture, we actually have um, some very high performance metrics around um, disk IO performance and, and CPU consistency and things like that. But the key thing for our customers, customer is that they're able to buy products and services from the vendors that they, or the providers that they love. Um, those providers are obviously able to create stickiness. So for the, from a managed services perspective, rather than just, um, we see this story a lot. A lot of people migrate services to an Azure or an AWS, but then their role as the MSP becomes disposable because any MSP and any, and any um, service provider could actually take that platform and, and take over the management component, which is the only part that they, um, typically make margin on. So what we see is a lot of, and this should resound pretty well with the managed services community, we see this a lot where managed services providers tend to invest a lot at the beginning of every client relationship to migrate a workload or, or adopt and learn a workload. And they're effectively expecting to make a return on that customer in the long tail of the, the recurring annuity revenue from the support model. And so the stickiness of the customer is key there. Um, and so we think we help a lot with that part of the business. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to take a quick break to hear an important message, and then we'll get right back to it. In an era of perpetual disruption, much of it propelled by breakthroughs in business technology, access to industry insights and expertise is more essential than ever. So is CompTIA. We're your nonprofit global tech association connecting leading innovators with the experienced technology solution providers who together are actively redefining the state of business technology. If your business builds, sells, influences, or drives the adoption of technology, CompTIA is the place for you. We help you and all the levels of your organization succeed through unbiased industry insight, credible guidance, and supportive collaborations that help you transform the way you do business. Become a member today at comptia.org slash register. Maybe tell me a little bit more about the supercomputer architecture. I know in speaking to some folks from your team, you're doing some pretty cool things around networking uh, in the back end that, that allow you to have some significant performance and uh, improvements as well. Um, yeah. Can we dive a bit into that? Yeah, definitely. So one thing that Orion VM did at the very beginning, if we go back to 2010, if you look at the, the core founding team, we were a, um, a reasonably young, enthusiastic team that really wanted to build technology and, and a great hosting company or a great infrastructure company. 
but we didn't have the deepest pockets in the world to go through and buy a traditional EMC or a NetApp array to deliver our shared storage. So we were forced to really rethink things outside the box, and that's really what forced us to effectively design and create our secret source. Um, what we did was effectively we took a model that wasn't very common in enterprise back then, which was a fully distributed architecture. It was quite common in a supercomputing world, um, and we leverage a lot of supercomputing technologies like um, InfiniBand, which is a very um, commonly used interconnect, very high-speed interconnect. It's a bit esoteric and is not as common as Ethernet, but it's very uh, highly performant and low latency. And we use that interconnect to allow us to effectively stitch all of the servers we have in our data center together into a, a large cluster um, in a similar way to a supercomputer. And then we chop that up using our hypervisor to effectively create these dedicated virtual machines that each customer can, can access. Um, so from a storage front, what we've been able to do is, because we own that software stack, we're not um, we're not paying the likes of a VMware or, a, or, or anyone like that in terms of the, the software platform. We're really able to drive the cost down of the way we build our infrastructure to the raw component costs. So we're ODMing infrastructure directly from the likes of Quanta and Supermicro, buying components directly from Intel, uh, Samsung, things like that, and, and building our own, um, getting, basically ODMing our own server infrastructure. Um, but what we're able to do with that is that plus our software stack, we're able to take commodity components and, and join them all together into a platform that performs as well and has the same resiliency as any enterprise architecture out there. Um, for those that are more familiar with the, the hardware ecosystem these days, it's what a lot of vendors are now calling hyper-converged infrastructure where every single server does a component of it and it all aggregates together into this um, uh, multi-level architecture where you don't have a, tr a traditional three-tier storage, SAN, and network architecture. So we've basically designed our infrastructure around that model, but we um, did it at a web scale size rather than a small branch office size, which is what you see a lot of the hyper-converged stacks uh, are focused on at the moment. That's awesome. Supercomputing as a service maybe is uh, another <laughs> another term. Well, enough, we, we actually, we actually did toyed with that idea at the very beginning, but nobody really understood what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just wrapping our heads around IaaS at this point, so you're probably probably uh, right on the on the approach there. Um, so, so uh, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with IDC and the third platform um, and their sort of future vision of the of the world of computing and what it's going to look like. And one of the components of that is that they they make a prediction that there's going to be maybe three, four uh, cloud computing uh, platforms that that are going to win out in the end, and uh, that that's going to be it. And then there's going to be all sorts of specialization on top of that. You are clearly disproving this 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 notion right and this kind of been a theme through the questioning through this but as a CEO and, and you're thinking about the future of cloud computing and you're thinking not just you know two or three years as you're you know moving um, and, and and building out your presence in the channel where is cloud computing going to go do you agree with IDC do you see a different vision for cloud computing in the future love to hear your thoughts so our view of the world is effectively like obviously Orion is like if you compare us with the giants like Google and, and Amazon and Azure, we're definitely a much smaller company. Uh, we think that that's an advantage in our in our market, especially where, um, to be honest, one of the key reasons that we actually focused on delivering a wholesale model is that Orion is a very engineering-heavy company. You can probably tell based on the technologies we build and the way we go about thinking about things. Um, we've definitely just made a very conscious choice to focus on leveraging the channel for a couple different reasons. One of them is because 
like we're not a sales and marketing engine. We don't have the ability to go out and, and have 50 to 50, 100 salespeople per region to go through and, and beat down doors. But the other reason is because we believe a lot, like every one of our partners is a, a top five leader typically in their field, in their region for what they do. And so leveraging the channel really gives us a lot of reach around um, underpinning these really these these specialist solutions for each vertical. And that's where I think that IDC prediction is is accurate in that if you were to look at it at a completely macro level, effectively, there will effectively be two or three key cloud players. But the reality of it is, if you look at any industry that's dominated by two or three players, there's always um, the specialist, if you want to call it niche players that are focused on delivering solutions in a different way. And I think that um, it's funny because if you go back to 2009 and 2010, a lot of people were saying Amazon and uh, actually it was primarily Amazon then would be the only cloud player in three years. And almost nine years on, it's still a battle that's still very highly contested and, and quite um, diverse based on which region you're in or which uh, type of application you're trying to run. So I, like, I think the short answer to my very convoluted answer is that um, I agree with them if you, were to look, if you were to basically look at the it's going to be very heavily skewed towards the big vendors, but um, there is definitely, we're seeing a, a big groundswell around um, channel partners or IT service companies that want something that differentiates them because being another Me Too provider is not what a lot of these, um, a lot of our customers want to do. So, so you know, I think of, I think of the Amazon, the Azures, and, and yes, they don't have the channel play you have, and, and yes, you have a very uh, a, a customized niche, uh, margin-rich uh, play, uh, which hats off to you is, is, is fantastic. Um, but, but I would think that the Amazons and Azures would look at your technology and the efficiency that you're driving and would be very interested in that technology. Do you see that as a potential play in the future? I think that with, like, obviously as Orion gets a little bit more scale and as we grow, we get more and more, um, uh, we get approached more and more about the technology side of things. We also get approached quite a lot by some of our larger partners effectively wanting to protect their, if you want to call it, protect their investment or, or gain control over the technology stack. Um, I think from our perspective, um, we're still at a very early stage of the business. Obviously, we're nine years in, but um, we think there's a whole lot more to, that can pan out in this channel model. Uh, we, we think that the, especially with the change and move towards cloud, the tr traditional distribution and channel model has actually been discarded a lot and a lot of the newer vendors are not really thinking about it as a, as a focus. We believe a lot of, uh, in it a lot and we want to really see out that vision. Cool. Well, great. Well, I, I just want to thank you for being on today's podcast and sharing what you're doing. All the best in the future, um, and perhaps we'll have you on, back on a future podcast as you continue to make headway in this uh, very uh, interesting space. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jim, for having us on, and I appreciate your time and everyone's time listening to this podcast as well. A pleasure. Thanks for listening to the MTech Cast. To learn more about CompTIA's emerging technology community, visit comptia.org communities.